Hello and welcome to Living Life. Uh, my name is Mike and I'm so glad to share the word with you today. You know, have you ever been disappointed by the gift that you received from Christmas? I remember one year uh, when I was serving uh, as a missionary and the pastor had given me a gift and I was very excited to receive it. And as soon as I opened it, it was a, a very nice you know, polo shirt. And so I was excited to have it to add to my wardrobe. But as I put it on, um, I noticed that it didn't quite fit the way I expected. And so I questioned myself, you know, maybe was I, did I gain too much weight or what happened? But this size should fit me. And as I was trying to button it, I noticed that the buttons were very different. They were on the opposite side. And so when I took off the shirt and I checked the size, I realized that I had been given a women's t-shirt rather than a men's shirt. And so I remember feeling so embarrassed that this had happened to me. And I know that sometimes that can happen in life, but rather than focusing on the gifts, I hope and pray that during this Christmas season that we will focus on the giver, um, especially as we look in today's passage on the birth of the King. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Um, as we prepare for Christmas, I believe that God wants to prepare us for the ways that he will work that we may not expect. And so as we take a look at Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 1 to 14, uh, the first thing that I notice is that God has is his own timing. And I believe all of us can agree when we think about how God works in our lives. Uh, but we see here in verse 1 that Caesar Augustus issues a decree that a census should be taken. And so 
this um, causes Joseph and Mary to leave their hometown and to go to a place where they are called to go. And so you also have to remember that Mary was pregnant. And so for them to do such an act did not make sense. And so it probably made Joseph look bad, you know, as a husband and as a future father. And for Mary, this must have been very difficult to go on this journey, um, knowing that, you know, each time that she's riding on this donkey, that it would cause her to, uh, the baby to move and cause much discomfort. And uh, you also have to remember that during this time that uh, Mary was pregnant before they got married. And so this was a very huge deal in that culture. Uh, this was a social stigma for not only her, but for her husband as well. And so the timing of it, uh, it really does look strange. We, people may wonder, or they might even be wondering, why is this happening to them at this very time, at this moment? And so, and as she's on the way, she also gives birth. And so uh, this also was a very vulnerable moment for them because uh, many times when people would be traveling on the road, they would be faced with robbers, with thieves, and people who may be murderers. And so at a very vulnerable time, uh, they stopped by an inn that had usually no place for people, so they had to go into a manger. And so if you think about the timing of the entire situation, it just does not make sense. Uh, but God was indeed in control. And you look at the details. Jesus being born into a family that almost got divorced. Uh, to think that Jesus was born in a manger. Um, all these details, the timing, how all this takes place, really does make you scratch your head. Uh, but we uh, see that Joseph and Mary have uh, perfect confidence in God, knowing that he's guiding them and leading them on this path and journey that they're on. And so when you look back at your life, are you amazed at the things that God has done for you, at the timing that God has placed on your life? And I know that I can testify so many things even in the current situation that I'm in, uh, I never planned, I never thought that God would put me in this situation. So let us always remember God's timing. But we also see that God chooses unlikely people in verses 8 to 12. You know, why did God choose the shepherds to celebrate the birth of Christ? Um, back then in their culture, shepherds were considered the lowest of society. Uh, they were the outcast. People did not want to be associated uh, with shepherds because they were considered unclean, because they were always around animals. You know, think about it. Uh, they spend their time uh, making sure that they're protected, making sure that they stay together, and they sleep with them. And so the scent of the animal uh, was on these uh, shepherds wherever they went. And so the gospel came first to the social outcasts in Jesus' day. Uh, they had the privilege of being the first ones to see the birth of Christ and to celebrate what God was doing um, on this earth. And that they were the first ones uh, to witness such 
a, a huge act of, of what the Bible was taking place before their very eyes. You know, it's amazing how God chose these people to be the ones uh, to receive the gospel first. And so, um, and they responded like the angels. They praised and worshiped Jesus. Um, when we think about our own situations, a lot of times, uh, I know I feel unworthy. I feel, why did God choose me to be in the situation that I'm in today? How did I get called into ministry? Uh, there are so many other people who are uh, better qualified than I am. Or maybe some of you may feel unworthy to be uh, called a child of God because of your past. But know that God is not looking for people who are qualified on paper. Uh, he's not looking for people with certain charisma, but he's looking for people who are available, uh, like these shepherds. They're willing to do whatever God called them, and they did it gladly, and they did it with a worshipful heart. And so um, as we celebrate Christmas Eve, as we prepare for it, let's not make the gifts the highlight of their day, but let's make our worship of Christ the highlight of the season as we see in this passage today. So on this eve of Christmas, um, as you gather with loved ones, uh, with family members, may we take the time to remind them that this season is about our worship to Christ. So let's not focus so much on the gifts that I'm sure that many children, many people are excited and looking forward to opening. Uh, but let's try to see the deeper meaning of it all, that we get to see how Christ revealed himself to us on this earth. And so let's take comfort in knowing that and let's take the time to worship our Savior for he is worthy of it all. Uh, let us pray. Father, we thank you that as we prepare for Christmas Day, that we would focus on Christ, we'll focus on Jesus, uh, that he is um, the reason that we are here today. And so as we do so, as we look at each gift that is maybe under the tree or that is given to us and that is received, uh, may that be a reminder of the gift of salvation that we were able to receive because of the death of Christ on the cross. And so we give you thanks. We are so honored that we are called your children and that you choose us, God, to do your work. And so uh, we worship you today and for the rest of our lives. And in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see